0: a long time ago in a galaxy far far away well actually it was a few weeks ago now and it's still a behind the scenes episode y'all Hey everybody. Chris here. Uh, so this will be our last behind-the-scenes episode for a bit because we are going to be getting together and recording some new content. So hopefully it'll be out very soon. In the meantime, you can hear the rest of the conversation that Hope, Colton, Charles, and Jess had. And uh, just a quick reminder, this is an E for explicit podcast.
1: So moving on to the next question um, to kind of scoot us along. Uh, this one's from Biohazard. What is your favorite non-high republic star wars book
2: I,
3: i'm answering traitor I,
2: i'm answering first uh because i don't trust colton it is star wars episode three revenge of the sith by matthew stover i needed to get that in before colton did because there was a 50 50 chance colton was also going to say that book
1: you can have the same favorites it's not no, a contest. You <laughs> yes, it is. yes you can
2: uh no, which fun uh, fact During our Legends block at the end of last year, because we were standing in solidarity with the Strikes, I recorded an episode on Star Wars Episode Three: Revenge of the Sith by Matthew Stover, uh, with uh, my friend Andy at A One Hat Town, uh, off of Force Friends Rewatch and Rebel Legion, about that book. So, I love that book. It is my favorite non-High Republic Star Wars novel. Uh, I don't care that it's not canon technically anymore, it's... One of the best written pieces of Star Wars literature ever in my entire life. And I think that Colton's answer also is the same author.
3: Yes. Yes, it is. Um, and it is the best piece of Star Wars media. Sorry, but Traitor takes the cake because it has the Yuzon Vong.
2: It, it's New Jedi Order Traitor by the way, is is the book that Colton is referencing, is New Jedi Order Traitor, which can be read independently. You do not have to have read the entire New Jedi Order series to get to Traitor. You can just pick Traitor up and read it.
1: For someone who hates the Yuuzhan Vong, you really answered that question a lot for Colton. (laughs) (laughs) It's a good book!
3: (laughs) It is the book that best shows the Yuuzhan Vong, because a lot of the Yuuzhan Vong aren't portrayed as necessarily as well as I'd like them to be in the new Jedi Order but if like yeah they're, it's fantastic um, there's also a Worms point of view like a se- several scenes from a big worm uh, it's great best book 10 out of 10 no notes
1: <laughs> Jess um,
4: this- Mines I think would have to be uh, Thrawn Ascendancy Lesser Evil. <laughs> by timothy Zahn.
2: <laughs> uh, i knew you were gonna pick a Thrawn book i just didn't yeah. know
4: which one uh because uh fun fact is that me and other root hosts did get to read that book early because like we got it as an arc and then i did read lesser evil three times before it came out so and we kept making jokes or we like but like, wow, I think Jess, besides <laughs> editor Tom, who was the editor for that book, and Timothy Zahn has read Lesser Evil probably the most times. Um, uh, since then, since Lesser Evil's come out, I did read it like three more times within the last couple years since it came out. So I've read it in total six times. I bet there's people on just Twitter now who've read it more times than me. But before it came out, I had read it three times because I was crazy. I was just like wow that was so good let me just read that again wow that was so good let me just read that one more time before it comes out just to prove to everyone that I could read a book three times within a month um and I enjoyed Thrawn's character a lot in that book I also really like the side characters a lot more sorry to Thrawn but uh Thalia and the I think about you guys a lot uh Sammy I miss you <laughs> Um, but yeah, uh, it, if I hadn't answered Lesser Evil, I probably would have just said you know Thrawn twenty seventeen because that's the Eli Vanto book, Eli Vanto, Standard my beloved. Book. Unless they um come up with a book about um Commander Cody, yeah, it's the Thrawn books for me.
2: <laughs> hey Lucasfilm, I'm 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 still available. Like I'm constantly available. I I I'm here. You can email, you can DM me. You, Same. You know where my DM is.
1: <laughs> so Thrawn 2017 is very far up there for me. It, it's probably my like top five. But the book that just brings me so much joy is Thrawn Alliances. Because it is a trash, crack, canon, fan fiction, comedy road trip with villains. <laughs> And it's amazing because it's just Thrawn and Anovator trying to out piss each other. And they can't, because they're just dumb boys. And off to the side, you have Kemon and Rook having to out-piss each other. And they can't, because they're dumb boys. And then you have Karen and Padme actually getting shit done, because women. And <laughs> I love this book. The fact that Kemon and Rook have a Monty Python scene, where Kemon's like, well, we're the first Legion. And Rook's like, I didn't vote for you. <laughs> I also
4: just love, in that book, all the times where, like, Thrawn is kind of like hinting to Vader, like,
3: mm,
4: my, yeah. my bestie, Anakin Skywalker. And Vader's just like, well, th- that sucks. Anakin's dead. And it's just like, i you're Anakin. It's 300, pages, Anakin.
1: Of, <laughs> I love it 300 th- pages of Thrawn just killing Anakin. 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 <laughs> it's
4: like, uh, Anakin says what? And Vader being like, what?
1: What?
2: <laughs> I, I love the journey of Timothy Zahn trying to write women. <laughs> <laughs> because early Timothy's on and even his late as outbound flight, and Colton and I complained about this heavily, he didn't know how to do it at it's, all. Yeah, and then we uh, get yeah. to and then we get to like alliances and we get to the Ascendancy trilogy. And it's like, oh no, you've discovered that you have one very specific type of female character that you know how to write, which is a girl boss. And you've just decided to write a bunch of girl bosses. And you know what, Timothy? That's fine.
1: It works for Karen Farrow. It works for Karen. It really does. It works for Aralani, too. It really does. And I I love that book. Like, Lucasfilm, like, let me write the Commander Keeman, Grand Inquisitor, (laughs) Hands of Vader book. It's called the Hands of Vader. And it's about them, essentially, their day-to-day having to serve Darth Vader and be, like, drunk half of the time. Um, Please let me write the story. But I, I I, love Commander Keeman. I might be the only Commander Keeman fan in the entire world because I've written so many fan fictions about him. I've given him a first name. I made up a planet. I made his family. Let me write <laughs> his story, please. I love Commander Keeman.
2: As the world's uh, only uh, Kit Repso fan, apparently, uh, oh, I do feel this.
1: You get it. You get it. You get it. Yeah. Although,
2: Although I will say... Thank you, uh, a recent High Republic piece of media, for introducing everyone else to the question I've been asking for the last two years. The fuck is Kip so? Where is he? Why is he not here? Why did he disappear? Uh, Apparently a lot more people will be asking that question. I will say no more.
1: So, um, our last question before we shift into the new rules. Don't we have two more here? I'm looking at time. Okay. That that first one's from me. It's fine. Um, uh, 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 is there any aspect? This is from Cal Instagram. Uh, is there any aspect of the High Republic that you've disliked so far? Or I guess let me rephrase this. What's your hot take?
2: <laughs> it is fucking impossible. To get people started on the High Republic because of the goddamn reading order. Like, can, can, can. I have it's tried, the Kingdom
1: Hearts effect. I have this tried the Kingdom multiple Heart. times.
2: Here's my specific problem with the reading order. I love the High Republic. I've consumed it multiple times. One of my biggest problems that I've encountered isn't even the broad overarching. Because once you're into it, it doesn't matter. You'll You'll adjust. By the time you hit about midway through phase one... You'll figure out how to read The High Republic. You'll figure out how to kind of read it out of order. You'll figure out what works for you. Getting started, getting people started, is really fucking hard because where do you start? Because technically, you should start with Light of the Jedi because Light of the Jedi is kind of the pilot episode. It sets up a lot of the major characters. It sets up the world. It sets up Mark Roe It sets up Lena So. It sets up the Jedi. It sets up all of this. Light of the Jedi is kind of the the least interesting of the books. And I hate to say that because it is a really good book and I think Charles Soule is a really good writer.
1: Hard disagree.
2: (laughs) It's the least, like, it suffers so heavily from pilot syndrome. It suffers so heavily from introducing these characters that we don't have time for the character moments in things like Rising Storm, Falling Star, or even some of the YA and middle grade books. Versus, like, into the Dark. Into the Dark doesn't tell you shit about the world, but it's much more. It's a much better look at like the type of story that the High Republic is going to tell. That it's a much more character-focused story. So, do you start with Light of the Jedi, which is going to set up the elements, uh, or do you set up with start with Into the Dark, which is going to be probably a better tonal introduction? Do you start with? <laughs> The Chronological Order for Phase 1, which starts with a comic in the High Republic Adventures anthology. Do you start with the Starlight Stories short story? Do you start people with some of the comics? Like if you start people with High Republic Adventures, again, that's not going to tell you shit about what's going on. High Republic Adventures you can read without necessarily needing to read any of the others, but there's parts of it you're going to be lost. There's parts of it you're going to be confused. So, like, especially when I'm introducing the High Republic to people, the question is, like, where where do you start? How do you get this ball rolling? You can't start with the mainline High Republic comics because that is literally a sequel to Into the Dark, which you have to have read first. I guess fucking Mission to... Not Mission to Disaster. I guess fucking a test of courage? Maybe, but, like... I don't know, this is this has been my big complaint about the way that early High Republic is set up. Is that like how do you get people to start? Cause I know a lot of people who started reading Light of the Jedi and were like, yeah, that's pretty good, and then never read anything else from it. And so I don't know, that's that's an issue I have with it. And I keep telling people, like, basically you have to get to rising storm. And once you get to rising storm, you're you're in it but it's so tricky to try to figure out like do you do it chronologically do you do it in release order because release order fucked do you do it in like some random order that somebody made up for you like how do you how do you do this? how do you get people into this where do you start with kingdom hearts do you start with kingdom hearts one can you do that
1: or do you go chronological, like, it's not even, birth. birth for a while their Birth by Sleep was the first one, and then they came out with the thing that came out, like, the mobile game, that's even earlier than that. Um, yeah, it, it's the Kingdom Hearts issue, but, like, I, I don't think it's as egregious as Kingdom Hearts, because, you know, if you just skip Birth by Sleep and you play Kingdom Hearts 3, you have no idea who the fuck Aqua's Vin, and Terra are. Um, and there's really no explanation of who they are, really. Um, I don't think they actually, they give a little bit of explanation, but, like, you know, it's just like, wow, this really blue-haired lady is awesome! Where the fuck did she come from? Um, I don't- so I don't think it's quite as egregious as Kingdom Hearts, but I- I- yeah, I call it that. Um, hey, Jess, what's your higher public hot take that you dislike?
4: <coughs> um, that's a good question. I guess it would be- how- my opinion on like what my favorite like stories I think are. That's because fine. there definitely are like some things where people are like, oh this is the the best story or book in the High Republic and I'm just like eh. <laughs> But I keep my mouth shut because you know I I I don't like <laughs> stirring up problems. <laughs> Although I did jokingly say on um the first day of this year that I was like uh New year, worse me. I'm going to cause problems on purpose now. Um so actually <laughs> I could also like mention like my takes on certain ships that like a lot of people are like, "Oh, this, this is the best ship." And then me I'm like,
1: "Again. Go, eh. Go on. I want to know." <laughs> Go like, on. Um
4: like one I don't care about Elzar and and Avar.
1: <laughs> Thank you.
4: I Thank do you. not I'm so care. Happy.
1: I feel so seen right now. Firebrands <laughs> are so boring. Thank you.
4: I'm just like, I'm so sorry. I don't Ugh. see it with them.
1: They're, they're so vanilla. Um, it, Which if you like that, that's fine.
4: Well, that's fine. Yeah. I,
1: I get it. I
2: understand it after uh, reading uh, one of the later books. I get it. I'm not personally invested in I, I, it, I, I, but...
1: I, I will say a lot of this stems from that I don't like Avar or Elzar really. Um, I find them like I understand how they function in a, like as characters. I understand like what their story arc and I understand the aspect. They just bore me. They're just really boring to me though. Um,
3: yeah, that's fair.
2: I mean, I, I I fully understand like having a hot hot take on a piece of media. My favorite Star Wars movie is Star Wars: The Last Jedi. And my yeah. favorite High Republic novel. My favorite High Republic novel is *The Fallen Star*. So I'm between those two things. I walked into a Legends convention and was like, "My favorite movie is *The Last Jedi*." And you, <laughs> I I understand which it actually did not cause any problems. Uh, yeah. To come in and say that I will say Legends Con was a very cool experience. However, I. Can... I I am used between those two things to having to defend my personal opinions on pieces of media.
1: I can say that I think that Avar's story arc is incredibly well written and one of the best written story arcs of the High Republic that also bores the fuck out of me. (laughs) Both are true. Um, Colton, you're not very far in the High Republic, so do you have any hot takes of anything that yes. you've been disliked? I have,
3: I have a hot take. Okay, I want to um, hear it. And this is, for context, I have read, um, three, 3.1 things that take place in the High Republic, um, which is Light of the Jedi, Into the Dark, and Rising Storm, and then also a extra little bit of, um, Dark Droids... Comic, the D Squad that takes oh. place in the High Republic for like three panels, where Loden Greatstorm murders a bunch of sentient droids because he's a monster. He's my baby. Um, Good job. No, bad, bad job. He's terrible. Up, he deserved what happened to him. No. <gasps> There's a hot date. There's a hot date.
1: I'll fucking fight you. That's my husband. There's that caused me literal
3: cheap. He murdered my husband. So you know what? <laughs> okay. Uh, anyway, bringing, bringing um, it back. Husband <laughs> uh, se- fight uh, sequencing. There are no named droid characters in the High Republic.
4: Not that at you've seen of the
3: three. At least that I've not seen. Okay. Three so wonderful,
2: wonderful news for you yes um wait you read rising storm does ty Yorick's droid not appear in rising
3: Storm? no ty York bitches about her droids the entire book and they do not get mentioned okay. that's why i posted I, when you're i read. Gonna
1: love the middle grade books yeah the, okay. Middle, okay. Grade books the are middle grade he, books we
4: have our like our fun droid characters the
2: middle grade cool. books have droids there's a very important droid in the mainline high republic comic series uh ty has a droid who is a pretty prominent character in ty stories that aren't rising storm and actually sure. ty is wrong about this droid you will love this droid um, excellent there but yeah, are no, I... there are droids some droids in the um, in phase two and shout out to a droid that i can tell you nothing about but if you have read the High Republic adventures in Phase Three, you know exactly what droid I'm obsessed d- yeah. with. This the most amazing droid. You're gonna get to this Phase Three droid, and you're gonna be like, "This is the best droid." Do, okay, you're, you're good to know. Droids are there. They're not. They're not as. Per- oh, and there's one that's gonna be introduced in the Fallen Star, who's also fucking amazing. And is a pretty prominent character throughout the book. Okay, so they're cool. yeah. they're there.
1: They're you they're just haven't there, gotten to
2: them. <laughs> you just haven't gotten to them yet. Well, they I, I
1: would did. definitely. Um, I, I really do think you're gonna love Ram's character, Colton. Ram um loves droids. Uh, I'm I'm actually gonna tell you, he sees the force through technology and like circuits and like, which is why he reminds me a lot of Coriel. Oh, and yeah. And, yeah. and he loves droids and he has a droid and I think you're really gonna like that character when you get to him. Um
3: okay then I I I will dial back my hot take. uh,
1: (laughs) I no I do think it's a valid take though. Like when when the franchise when the first thing we ever saw of this franchise is three PO and R2. Like I I think I think it's a very valid take. Um
4: Yeah where it's just like where's the droids?
1: I (laughs) I will say
2: something something that's nice about the High Republic being its own universe. Uh, as opposed to a linear series, one of the ways that this has worked really well is having different characters that different people can resonate. Like, we talked before how none of us are super enthused about Elzar and Avar. However, there are people who are really into those characters, and those characters exist for a reason. Those characters are fulfilling an archetype, and they're doing an excellent job of it that scratch that particular niche. But then you also have characters like Leox Giassi and Geode. Or you have characters like Markeon Rowe and Lorna Dee. Skier all of fucking! Like, you have these different types of characters who can appear. You have somebody like Ty Yorick who exists for me specifically.
1: <laughs> so Listen, s- a Skier is so precious to me.
2: You the, th- the nice thing about High Republic is it's so broad and the storytelling is so different. You can have a character like Sav Malaghan is not a character who could exist in the mainline novels. There just would not be space for this character to have the room to breathe that this character has. And yet, Sav Malaghan is such an interesting character who, because they're in the High Republic Adventures, a story that's more designed for that and is going for a different tone than the more Arthurian Knights vibe of the mainline novels... That's something that that character gets to explore. So I think that's a really nice thing about The High Republic is that you can say, like, well, I need quirky droid characters. Okay, they're not in sort of the main novels very much, at least the first two, but there are other stories in which they feature. There's room for all of those different types of characters, which is something that's very nice about the High Republic. And also, plenty of room for characters of multiple genders. Characters who are people of color. Characters who are various flavor of queer. Which is also a really cool thing about the High Republic being this broad thing. There is space for everyone, because Star Wars is for everyone. Not yeah. just shitty dude bros on Twitter.
1: Except for who women, don't they don't the
2: exist. Fuck... <laughs> Yeah, Yeah, obviously there are no women Star Wars fans. I... They are not real. Because these men have not interacted with them.
1: Y'all, I, I'm, I hate to tell you, uh, y'all have been talking to nothing. I don't exist. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know who the hell you're talking to. Um, oh, God. My, my,
2: I go on an extended rant. By the time this episode comes out, the Ahsoka episode two of Gold Squadron, I go on an extended rant about that.
1: Oh, well, I appreciate it. Um, My very quick hot take that I will not go into spoilers because Colton's not very far along. Um, with the There's a big reason I haven't started phase three yet. And that's, um, with the exception of about three characters, my hot take is everyone who was incredibly interesting died in phase one, and everyone left are the most boring characters going forward. That is my hot take.
2: I I have wonderful news for you about phase three. Some of those characters get much more interesting in phase three than than they were in phase one.
1: I sure do hope so, because... With the exception of three of pe- also, like three babies, also all my f- all my faves died, and at, I'm just like, at the why risk do I of keep?
2: at the risk of spoilers, uh, which I will not go into detail. Some people you think are dead at the end of phase one may not actually be dead.
1: Good because yeah, anyway, you might
2: wish they had died at the end of phase one, but um, apparently there's more story there.
1: Okay, Charles that's is all I'm talking, gonna so. say.
2: That's all I'm gonna say.
1: <laughs> so, <clears throat> well, so um, we don't do know wanna...
2: whether or not Chris has split this episode into a completely separate episode or whether it's at the end of the last one.
1: Yes, but we are gonna play a little game and my co-podcasters only know a little bit about it. Um, and I am so excited. And I, I do want to say thank you everyone who sent in questions. I know we didn't get to all the questions um you guys are the best listeners thank you for taking time and listening to us and sending us out and like helping us out in this like very quick little like we things um you guys are the best so but from here on out welcome to my game we are going to essentially play a version of whose line is it anyway where i will ask you questions and depending on how you answer them i will give you arbitrary points and i get to decide the points and how many you get uh, they cannot see all the questions. I have a separate doc of questions. But here's the other thing. You three at any time can either ask me a question, and I also have a random gen- question generator pulled up for me. So depending on my answer, y'all can give me points or take points away. So, okay. And I have questions for some of y'all, and I have questions for all of y'all. So let, let's just start off nice nice and uh, easy um, with one of the questions you can't see. Uh, Charles, why are turtles green?
2: <laughs> why are turtles green? Yes, go. Uh, I have absolutely no idea. I assume it has something to do with camouflage. A lot of turtles tend to be aquatic uh, and also in more foresty, rivery sort of environments, and it makes it more difficult for them to see. Water's not actually blue necessarily it's sort of a bluish green so I imagine it has something to do with turtles being more difficult to spot in those particular environments uh also they're green because we we drew a lot of turtles when we were kids and we always colored them in green so they're green now even though a lot of turtles truthfully can be brown they can be black they can be any number of different colors uh rather like frogs I think we just associate like frogs being associated with rivet uh even though they don't really say ribbit (laughs) we just assume they do because that's every frog in that we saw as a kid uh i assume that turtles are green just because we think of them as green it has to do our perception defines our reality as qui-gon jen would say in the phantom menace
1: so i was going to give you no points because the real answer is magic but then you made it nostalgic about coloring turtles and so you get 10 points (laughs) (laughs) thank you you're welcome uh, Jess, describe Lysander's best date on Naboo. I want food, hair, and outfit.
4: Okay, I did think about this. So, sorry, I saw Charles's cat jump off his chair. Okay,
2: Mr. <laughs> Jonathan, <laughs> Mr. Jonathan Harker is unlike most episodes of Flad. Mr. Jonathan Harker is a participant in this
4: one.
1: <laughs> yes, he's allowed.
4: Okay, so Jonathan um,
2: Harker receives twenty points for existing.
1: Okay, I will add it. So, Jonathan is going to beat us
3: all. Um, I don't like these terms. <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh my god. My I hope
4: Chris will probably hear like my dog barking in the background. Maybe.
1: That's fine. This is a pet friendly today because I'm in charge and I say so. Chris okay. gets negative. Chris gets negative 100 points if he edits out cats and dogs. Okay. He's already losing.
4: <laughs> so, um, Lysander's best date was an older gentleman did take him to a museum at first where it seemed like it'd be like a nice like you know civil like date like oh a museum and then they went to um dinner afterwards Lysander definitely was dressing in his fancy like Naboo rich person clothes that he you know did they did get to keep those so Lysander's like yeah Oh, I'll wear them again. Why not? If we're doing fancy stuff, but then um, Lysander definitely did start to get bored during this date and start getting wine drunk, and then did be like, "Oh, are you gonna like take me back to your your fun condo or not? Or because is... otherwise, this is kind of just wasting my time." <laughs> Um, but just imagine Lysander in his fun clothes. Did we like say that they were like a a purplish, like reddish color too? I don't remember what we described those as. I, I still wish that um, someone please draw that because I don't want to draw because <laughs> I actually hate drawing clothes.
1: <laughs> I loved everything about that. You're, you get fifty points. Um, <laughs> Colton, best droid, and why?
3: Uh RIC uh, dash uh twelve hundred. He uh is the droid in uh oh god, what's the shadows um sh- uh Shades of Reason episode of Clone Wars that says Welcome to Mandalore and then immediately gets <laughs> shot by uh Mul's goons. Uh <laughs> <laughs> Um Yeah.
1: Colton, follow up, name ten droids.
3: Forlom, IG-88, uh, R2-D2, C-3PO, uh, Kalani, General Kalani, uh, Forlom, which I do know about, I just uh, never actually interacted with, Uh, Gonk, uh, which I'm including, Um, uh, Sawbones, or Bone, uh, the repurposed B1 in the... Rebellion. I forget what his name is. Doctor Bones. Mister Bones. Mister Bones. Thank oh, you, you lost a point there. <laughs> <laughs> uh, um, BB One. And uh, and um, uh, uh, Welcome to Mandalore, Droid. <laughs> the un- unnamed tour guide. I'm droid. pretty sure you uh, said
2: Forlorn twice, so I'm gonna need another one.
3: Oh, okay. Um.
2: There's a really uh, big one that you're missing.
3: Uh uh. Oh god. No. 1M. <laughs> <laughs>
1: there you go. There you go. I will give it to I was, you. I will give it to I was, you.
3: Like thinking about t- triple
4: zero. <laughs> I I
2: was oh, yeah. I was looking
4: for Chopper.
1: Oh. I was looking oh, for yeah. CB23, because that is the right answer ten times as always. I will give you plus five for naming ten droids. Uh, Oh, where's my phone? Charles has claimed that he can do this, and I'm allowed to time him. So, um, let me make sure my timer is there. Okay. I'm going to give you a three, two, one go after I explain it, right?
3: Should I remove Um, these so you can just, like, no? Okay.
1: No. Uh, So, Charles, in two minutes, what is the High Republic? You ready? Three, two, one. Go.
2: So the High Republic is a Star Wars publishing initiative that serves as a prequel to all pieces of visual media. So the number one thing to keep in mind, disregard all visual media. It doesn't count. You don't need to know anything about it. It is the Republic at the height of its expansionary period. So if you imagine the original movies as being the Vietnam War and the uh, war in Iraq, this is the Gilded Age and westward expansion. We're in this era of peak exploration and peak energy that early like industrial revolution energy the jedi are peacekeepers working with the republic to help with this expansion to keep the peace and the republic is really committed to building these great works and inspiring the galaxy and moving into a different era uh, meanwhile oh, in order to do this the high the republic has established what's called starlight beacon which is a nexus point for the outer rim that's where the story starts with the Construction of the Starlight Beacon. However, there is a group called the Nihil. One minute. Who are basically space pirates, space Vikings. They are doing nefarious stuff in the Outer Rim. But their whole pirate thing is just to cover for their leader's real aim. What that aim is, is a mystery. He is looking for a weapon. What that weapon is, is a mystery. And what it's going to do is it's going to challenge the fundamental ideals of the Republic. It's going to challenge the Jedi by forcing them to confront things that they have never confronted before and overcome that fear to really be the protectors of the Republic and answer 30 what
1: seconds. that means. Hey! That's the You had 30 seconds to spare. Very good. You get 100 points for that. I didn't think you could do it. <laughs> and i'm bullshit um <laughs> i'm gonna throw myself a random question here we go Haha come on uh what are my top five snacks um it's which are always beside my desk um salsa uh i love cheese um uh, most cheeses uh uh, uh 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 cookies uh not cookies i don't like sweets actually very much um, i like a bunch of chips and salty things so as long as it's chippy and saucy i'm usually pretty good what's my points
3: Uh, Two and a half, I think. Two and Uh, a half? Well, I got five for naming ten things, so...
4: (laughs) I was gonna give you ten, but then you said you didn't really like sweet things, and then so I've (laughs) retracted that, and I will give you uh, six, because I also like cheese, so... (laughs) Uh,
2: I, I would award nine points.
1: I'll, I'll take the middle ground and say a 7, between the 9 and the 5 and the everything. So, um, right now, currently, Charles is very much in the lead, so... Um,
4: Ooh, tomato, I, tomato.
1: Here you go. Uh, Colton, do you believe in ghosts? No. Jess, do you believe in ghosts?
4: Yes, and I want to go on a ghost hunting adventure, like... Like Me too. Frick, what is that show with the the guy hunts ghosts or like um supernatural? Ryan.
1: No, not supernatural. <laughs> Shut up. I've seen okay. every episode of Ghost Hunters every season yeah, as, yeah, yeah, all, yeah. as
4: well as their spinoffs. And then so. also like um you know if you guys watch YouTube. Stuff like Shane and Ryan of Watcher Entertainment on YouTube, who previously did BuzzFeed Unsolved, but now have their own like you know company, Watcher, and they have a little ghost hunting show there now too called The Ghost Files. And I would be a stupid idiot going into the place and being like, "Hello, ghosts, are you there?" And yeah, I am also a kid who did play with Ouija boards
1: when i was a child charles do you believe in ghosts?
2: uh i have had a paranormal experience uh where i've had physical contact with a ghost so yes
1: oh interesting so uh you b- both get points and as do i and colton got less points because they're a skeptic <laughs> These are the rules i'm not I've skeptical made up. <laughs> Colton Uh, can come with me on
4: my ghost hunting adventure.
2: Now that's a show. I would watch that
1: show. I would watch the fuck out of that show. Uh, From the Kraken, what is the best form of potato for eating and why? Everyone. Wait. That's the question. That's Uh. how it was written. What is the best form of potato for eating and why? It's
2: hash browns. It's hash browns because they're very difficult to mess up. You can get them basically anywhere and they will be acceptable. You can have them cooked any number of ways and they will be acceptable. They don't require uh, a great deal of work uh, to make them something that can be delicious and enjoyed by themselves or with any number of condiments. Uh, I can go to any breakfast spot and order a hash browns extra crispy and I will basically know what I'm going to get and have a
1: good time. Jess, best form of potato to eat and why? It's so
4: hard because I really like potatoes, like in all forms, <laughs> but uh, I mean, I guess you can't go, well, there's so many different types of fries. I was going to say, you can't go wrong with fries, but then sometimes they're like steak the fries. The fries can be wrong. I know. Sometimes I don't like steak fries, like, you know, thicker fry. I like thin crispy fries. So actually I'm going to go with thin crispy fries.
1: Hell yeah. Colton, best potato on why.
3: Uh, my family's heart attack potato recipe that actually gave someone a heart attack. (laughs) Like, no joke.
1: You points for that.
3: (laughs) We had them, we had a family friend over for dinner, had those, and then the next day he had a heart attack. He was fine, but, (laughs) yeah. Um.
1: Mine is tater tots, all forms of tater tots, either small bite-sized ones or big ones like they serve at Bojangles. Give it to me, all tater tots all the time. (laughs) uh i don't know how many points i'm gonna give myself 30 points for that
4: (laughs) i think colton should get 50
1: he did get 50 i I was about to
2: say i i think colton deserves more for that answer
1: oh yeah i got the least amount of points and then jess and charles both got 40 and colton got 50 because it's a very interesting story um awesome well I'm,
2: i'm i'm gonna make the case that you deserve slightly more points for the tater tot answer because Tater Tots and Hash Browns are very closely related to each other.
4: Tater
1: Tots what are like th- smaller Hash Browns. <laughs> exactly. No, no, There's a difference because there's like, and, and Tater Tots are so good. Like Sonic Tater Tots and Bojangles Hash Rounds. But it's just a giant freaking Tater Tide. It's so damn good. But they're good for different reasons. And I will happily take my extra point, Charles. Thank you. <laughs> I got one whole point because Charles said so. Um, remember, y'all are allowed to throw questions at me at any time or tell me to hit a random generator because, Charles, why is Shmi Skywalker able off from Legends?
2: So I'm not going to answer the question directly. Instead, no, you have
1: to. Or you'll no, lose hold
2: points. on. I'm, I'm going to make a point here. I'm going to make a point. So one of the nice things about Legends and one of the things that's really fun as a Legends fan is the fact that Legends is done with the yes star wars the old republic is ongoing but that really doesn't count at this point the text that we have is the text that we have and what's now fun about legends is that we will never get confirmation or any like dissuasion of any wacky fucking theories that you want to have about legends this is part of the fun of it because all you can do is speculate you will never get any more material so looking at a theory like shmi skywalker is like some incarnation of Abaloth or connected to abeloth in some form that's a thing that can full-ass exist if you want it to no piece of media that doesn't already exist is ever going to contradict that which is super fun thing about legends all my headcanons get to be canon and other people's headcanons get to be canon unless you're being a toxic shitty dude bro a toxic shitty dude bro in which case i don't care about your headcanons they're dumb and wrong we you avoided don't want the
1: question, you. so you're losing 10 points
2: That's okay I got to get up on my soapbox And talk about how Legends is valid, actually And it's a lot of fun And you should read it
3: Can uh, confirm Thank agree. you, Colton Yeah
1: Colton, do you believe in aliens?
3: Yes It's statistically impossible for them not to exist
1: I agree uh, Jess, what's your favorite ice cream? Oh, like,
3: hmm,
4: for one, uh, I'd go with a classic. I go with strawberry every single time. But uh, I know that that might be controversial to like a fruit. But I, as my younger sibling often tells me, I'm a fruit. So. I, yeah, I You like get extra things. points for that <laughs> Every time. Hope, what's your favorite Oh, oh sorry, I was just going to say Every time I say I like anything fruity My younger sibling is mean It's just like, yeah, because you're a fruit And I'm just like <laughs> what, uh,
1: what's Hope,
3: it? what's your favorite Pokemon?
1: Uh, Hitmonchan Because, you know, uh, I guess media does influence things Because 10-year-old Mead saw a dude in a dress And went, that one's my favorite, and now I'm gay um, <laughs>
4: so... I think Hope should get 50 points for that <laughs>
1: My, uh, I also
3: my second,
1: agree. My second favorite is Mimikyu. Like, I, I've loved Hitmonchan ever since I was 10 years old, but the first time I saw Mimikyu, and they had that little song that was just like, all I want is to be loved. I was like, my favorite. <laughs> so uh, Hitmonchan's and Mimikyu's are my two favorites. Um, I actually am going to determine this. This is a very important question. Ready? It's very exciting. Colton, best Disney princess. Is going to everybody, by the way.
3: I see the gears turning.
4: <laughs> <laughs>
2: Leia Organa.
1: Oh, what a bullshit Yeah, like answer.
3: I was, I was, I was thinking, I was Has trying to be to... an
1: actual Disney princess.
3: It, yeah, I mean, Leia Organa is.
1: <laughs> okay.
3: She's a princess. Okay. And she's owned by Disney.
2: <laughs> Technically, this is accurate.
3: Yeah. Okay. I'm trying to think. Does any Muppet count? <laughs> Miss
2: any <Eddie> Muppet <laughs> count. Oh. I, I believe I believe the understanding is that they have to they have to be a princess named as such within the context of the lore owned I by the to... Walt Disney Corporation, and bonus points will be awarded if they have magical powers of some description.
1: I was going this to. This is play... not
2: necessary. <coughs>
1: I was but gonna it's... take points away from Colton, but you got me with the Muppets, so you're actually getting a bonus point for that. <laughs> but what is your answer? Is Colton
3: like looking at you know? Uh, in uh, oh God, um, just like everything has just vanished from my skull. <laughs> well,
1: actually, back. actually, Jess, best Disney princess.
3: What, Charles,
4: first?
2: Actually, I have a different answer.
1: Okay, can keep points go. with that
2: one? Oh, I'm gonna keep losing them by saying Princess Ziri Albarin.
1: Oh my god, you oh. just lost five more. <laughs>
2: <laughs> I'm taking the points in the name of comedy and also <laughs> repping phase two.
4: Slay, okay. Um, I will give you a serious answer. My favorite Disney princess is Mulan.
1: Hell yeah. I...
3: Fulton. Uh, I googled uh, (laughs) Disney princesses And uh, with the list I've been given Flynn Rider (laughs) (laughs) He's on the list Why is he on there? I don't know, but I think it fits. He's so you know, Flynn is baby girl. He can I, be princess. I was
1: gonna take my points from all of you because the correct answer is Rapunzel. But Flynn, <laughs> that is her husband. So I will actually not do that from Colton. You would actually get yes! five more.
4: Points. <laughs> oh, this is so rude.
1: <laughs> Mulan was a very good answer. You lost no points, Jess, because that's a very. Yeah, no, I was like, answer. Charles Charles I actually gave all all a points. Points. So I, I, I actually gave a
2: legitimate points. answer. <laughs>
1: I think Zeri
2: Albaran is a legitimate answer.
1: Oh my god. I do Jesus too. Christ. I just I... don't think
3: it's a correct answer.
1: Um. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I'm still on the Muppets. <laughs> 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 what is... Jess, what is Lysander's favorite thing in the galaxy?
4: Oh. I've thought about this a lot. <laughs> Um, Reminder: This is an explicit podcast. No, it's not going to be explicit. (laughs) That's a gauze answer. No, it's not poppers. I knew someone was going to say poppers again. No, (laughs) Lysander's favorite thing in the galaxy is actually like um, lying down under the like stars back home and like looking at them and just he daydreamed a lot about going on adventures, and I don't. I think I did mention it once, maybe, that Lysander also did used to, like, write little, kind of, his Jedi fanfic on
2: the holonet. Lysander's RPF era?
4: Yeah. Um, there's a lot about Axel Grylark.
1: As there should be! Yeah. Oh, Colton! Okay, next question. Colton, what's Coriol's favorite thing in the galaxy?
3: Uh, gambling
1: (laughs) Dig it, dig it Wait, hold
2: on, now I'm thinking Does Axel Greylark count as a Disney princess? Mm. Yes Because he is the Coruscant Prince But he does have to be rescued a lot
4: Just like a traditional (laughs) princess damsel in distress
1: I'm just I'm just saying Charles, you're going to have a hard mode. What is Wynne's favorite thing in the galaxy that's not Calf? Uh,
2: learning new things.
1: Hi, honey. I hear a puppy. Yeah.
2: Any, going to museums, Wynne is the type of person who, rather like me, will go to museums and read a placard. Uh, they have actually very much enjoyed their Book of Illegal Sith. They have very much enjoyed learning new languages. Wynne is at heart a scholar. They are a student. And they love any time that they get to learn something new about history or about language. Uh, not so much about people who are currently <laughs> alive. Uh, but that is their favorite thing, is any time they get to experience something new. They're still a little bummed about that Sith tomb on Naboo.
4: We'll find you a new one, buddy. <laughs> oh, I'm sure.
2: <laughs>
1: Uh, Gaz's favorite thing in the entire galaxy is noodles. Any kind of noodle. Like, the equivalent of, like, Italian pasta, like the Star Wars, like, version of, like, ravioli, to, like, the Star Wars equivalent to, like, ramen. Like, she loves any kind of noodle, any version, anyway. Um, That is her yes. favorite thing in the galaxy. And one thing I actually don't get to talk enough is her love of food. She loves food and eating. Um, I don't know how many points you want to give me for that boring guess answer.
4: Twelve. I think fifteen. Fifteen sounds good.
1: Fifteen, all right. Uh, hey, Colton, childhood nickname.
3: Oh, um, I didn't really have one. That's fine. Yeah. All
1: right, no points. <laughs> <laughs> Jess, did you have a childhood nickname?
4: It's, well, it's Jess, because you know.
1: <laughs> Charles, did you have a childhood nickname?
4: I
2: was called things, but I can't say them on the show.
1: (laughs) You know what? I'll give you a sympathy 10 points. Um, (laughs) My childhood nickname was Ralph. (laughs) Why was it Ralph? Because it was a very rare occasion where I was on a soccer team. And the rare occasion was uh, there was, for once in my life, two hopes. And two hopes are very rare. And we don't run into each other very often. And so my soccer coach didn't want to call us both Hope. uh, So I was Ralph. And uh, which was funny because that's my grandfather's name, so it actually worked out. <laughs> nice. So, I um, think you should your,
4: get. What's your f- twenty points? For
2: <laughs> I agree with twenty points.
1: I actually still have my middle school soccer jersey that says Ralph on the back of it. Um, so good. Yeah, it's in my
3: closet. Um, uh, what's What's your lightsaber color?
1: Ooh, mine. Um, it might be boring, but I really like the white lightsabers. Uh, like, like when I saw that for Ahsoka and, like, the spirituality behind it, like, that really impacted me a lot. Um, so. I'm gonna give myself a whole point for that, because I can't. <laughs> <laughs> um, what is yours, Colton, since you've posed it to me? Blue. Blue? Okay. Okay, that's a classic. That's a classic. I think that's a fiver. Charles. I do, too.
3: Uh, gold.
4: Okay. okay.
1: Yeah, seven-pointer. Yeah. yeah, Jess. I
4: am um, much like Mace Windu. I'd go with, like, a, a purple.
1: Hell, yeah. I actually really like the purple. That's my second one, so I'm going to give you a whole ten points for being in common. Uh, pick two songs, everybody. One represents your character prior to meeting the Squawk crew. The second one is about any time they've been with the crew. It doesn't have to be right now where they are, but it could be any time in the timeline since they've met them. Um, I will start, because I know this is a bit of a complex question to give y'all time to think. Um, I, I did this because I'm evil and I love making uh, playlists. That's just who I am <laughs> as a person. <laughs> um, and so if I had to choose causes song prior to this, there's uh, two, and they're both from sister shows. And looking at my God's playlist, one is called Clown Bitch which is essentially a song about planning yourself by selling yourself to a corporate structure. Um, and that is by Sam Half. And if you want to know her internal thoughts, Poison from Hasbun Hotel just came out, and that's what she was going through internally. And after she's met the Squawk crew, it's uh, probably Cosmic Wanderer by Timber Zeal, which is where I was like, wow, someone made very cosmic sounding banjo noises, and I love it. <laughs> so- <laughs> <laughs> oh. So, I'm gonna I'm... give myself negative 20 points though for making such a hard question. <laughs> yeah,
4: <laughs> like, you're on, welcome. You. Wynn
2: uh. is one of the few characters. I, I have another project that I have playlists made for the characters, but I've never made a playlist for Win. So, this is an interesting question.
1: I have a song called Ice Coffee, but it's a lo fi beat. Does that count? <laughs>
3: For Coriel, uh, locals (parentheses) girls like us by underscores and Gabby start.
1: Ever since you mentioned that on your live stream the other day, it's been in my head, and I actually it's on my playlist now. Thank you.
3: Nice. It's I such can't. a good song. It's
1: such so, so good.
3: Um, for like previous, before, um, and then I'm trying to find a song that's just like three minutes of screaming <laughs> for current <laughs> <laughs> Coriel.
1: <laughs> so, uh. I used to work at a Hot Topic, so it was what was on at all times, so I will give you any of those songs.
3: Perfect. I'm going
1: to give Perfect. you 25 points for that. Um, yes. And I'm going to give myself another negative five points for such a hard question. <laughs> hmm. Jess, I know you have a Lysander playlist. I
4: know, I'm thinking. It's in my
1: Spotify, and I love it. <laughs>
4: um, Perfect. Because I, I think I know what I'd say for, like, before the this- score the Squawk Crew is uh, it's actually a Disney song too. So it's how far I'll go, you know, from Moana. Yeah. It's oh, so Definitely good. Lysander before the Squawk Crew. Uh, as for after, I'm, I, oh, I'm thinking still about what, which one.
3: <laughs> I would like to make an amendment. Okay, you're allowed. If we're allowing musicals in this.
1: It's any um, song. It's music. Well,
3: yeah, any but, song. Uh, reviewing the situation um, from Oliver uh, is Coriel's current. um <laughs> it's song, one, though. <gasps> um, Yeah,
1: I'm gonna give uh, Charles some ten sympathy points because I'm m- making Charles work very hard. It's the it's point.
2: the second one. It's the second one. The the one after that's really. That's not interesting it's though.
1: Really yeah. It's
4: really getting me. Yeah. I I know one. Although I feel like yeah, it's definitely for current Lysander. And it is another song from another musical. Hey. <laughs> and it is Wait for it from
1: Hamilton. Oh, yeah. I love that. That's actually one of my favorite songs. Um uh, while we wait on Charles, I'm gonna hit myself a random question generator question for me. Okay. Um, my random question: Name 15 presidents. <laughs> <laughs> name Do 15 it. supreme
2: chancellors. Do it.
1: Oh, Jesus Christ! 15 presidents. Okay, here we go. Um, uh, there's been two Bushes, one Trump. Uh, there is a Biden and an Obama. Uh, there's been two Adams, a Washington, a Jackson. Um, there's a Harrelson somewhere in there. Um, I already said Jackson. Oh, crap. Uh, there's two Roosevelts, um, and a Taft that did not actually get stuck in a bathtub. Um. One hates lasagna. Carter. And I need one more. I need a president. Uh, someone who or has to be lasagna. named William. <laughs> is there a William? <laughs> oh, God. You, you
2: were very close. There is a Wilson.
1: <laughs> oh, uh, Woodrow Wilson. There you go. Fifteen. There you go. Nice. All right. I'm going to take away no points or add any points because that was me killing time for Charles. What's your last song, man?
2: So I think that it's a very dark song, but it matches. Uh, for Prior to meeting the Squunk crew, I'm going to go with The Kids Aren't Alright by The Offspring, I believe. Which is a song about how dreams don't work out and everything's actually miserable. Uh, so that fits afterwards it was tricky um i ended up going with uh, i think i ended up going with the chase from the frankenstein off-broadway musical not for any plot relevance but because if you listen to the song the chase it's the part of the the story where victor frankenstein is chasing the monster and it both echoes previous numbers in the musical, which everybody should go listen to the Off-Broadway Frankenstein musical. It's fucking amazing. But it echoes previous songs about the passage of time, and, but also being haunted as you move, but never being able to stop. Constantly having to keep moving, never being able to form any sort of meaningful relationships anymore in places because you're constantly having to keep moving from one thing to another. And that's the thing that off the top of my head encompasses Wynn's current journey. Um, I had also thought about uh, the flying theme from any number of media, uh, including How to Train Your Dragon. Uh, However, I felt like that would be cheating slightly.
1: I have actually, like, headcanon that song, the flying theme, but with Lysander... On one of the flying creatures in the Battle of Valo. Oh,
4: that's fun.
1: We are yeah. still so
2: gonna end up on Valo.
1: I cannot wait for us to be on Valo. <laughs> I'm
4: gonna have Lysander sing the, the one little song they're singing at
3: the, the fair. Jess, we ready? Have a small world uh,
2: reference. <laughs> oh, you oh, you know yeah. what's uh, what one just popped up on my uh, music. I've been looking at my music app through various playlists. Um Surface Pressure from Encanto. Oh. Is another good win song.
1: I like that, yeah. Yeah. That wow, yeah. That I feel
4: like could work for gauze as a sister to. Oh,
1: Maybe? Oh yeah. I did for a while think of what else could I do for Lysander. I, that came up on my playlist and I was like, oh, but like like early Lysander before yeah. all the drama happened. Um,
4: <laughs> that definitely is Lysander, right? As he's like going to take off on his adventure. And then um, he's like, wow, the galaxy's
1: actually kind of fucked up. <laughs> uh, Jess, convince me why Martian Rowe is a good character.
4: Oh, God. I
1: don't and know if for I every, can. For, for context, I famously hate this character.
4: Yeah, that's why I was like, I don't know if I can. Because <laughs> you don't know want Um, I can't do it. I can't. <laughs> okay,
1: do you want to pass? Yeah. Okay. Oh, uh, I, I have a
2: contribution to
1: this. No, because you're going to tell me uh, what kind of hat would suit win best.
2: Uh, I think I think they've already worn it. I think it was the uh, capitalist rat hat.
4: <laughs> That's just funny. The two cat ears.
1: Oh Jesus! Oh, I what? thought
2: I thought it was cat ears, uh, but I think it was actually rat ears. It was mouse ears. You, it, was you mouse ears. Heard me. Mm-hmm. it was the Mickey Mouse hat that uh, Wynn was wearing at one point during a very serious conversation, because everything about that hat is perfectly anathema to what Wynne believes as a person.
1: Oh, Lord. All right, I'll make this a little bit easier for you, Jess. Uh, If you could travel back in time, where would you go?
4: Oh. Um, Nothing about me is... I very much (laughs) enjoy, like... Regency era like stuff. Ah, oh, I love it. So, um maybe I would go see the Regency era a bit, but then I don't know cuz the the past is very fucked up. So, as much as I enjoy the aesthetic of the Regency
3: era. Yeah.
1: I like it. I dig it. I dig it. Colton, what's your go-to karaoke song?
3: tequila
2: <laughs> <laughs> do you mean do you mean the song or do you mean the drink that you consume to sing both <laughs> thank
3: you <laughs> i make it awkward like <laughs>
1: that was not what i was expecting to come out of. <laughs>
3: No, if you want a real answer, it's probably uh, Prima Donna Girl by um, Marina and the Diamonds. Oh, sleigh. <laughs> but I start out with tequila. <laughs> okay, oh, yeah. again, the drink was or, or the saloon. It. it
1: was the tequila!
3: <laughs> but you gotta go full deadpan, just tequila.
1: Oh, Jesus Christ.
2: See, I'm I'm pretentious and so I actually I'll,
1: love that answer. <laughs> I'll
2: I'll have them put on the Rufus Wainwright version of Hallelujah because it's the the only one that karaoke machines seem to have. But then I'll change the last two verses to the Leonard Cohen original, which in my mind is better lyrics.
0: I'm That's who I am nice. as a
2: person in karaoke. The original Leonard Cohen Hallelujah is my favorite song of all time. Genuinely changed my life. And they I, never have that version.
1: I want to know Jess's. What, what's your k- karaoke song?
4: I always either pick "Dancing Queen" or or "Mamma Mia" by ava
1: I love nice. both of these. Uh, mine, uh, I've yet to sing mine because nobody ever has it, and it's uh, "Danny Don't You Know" by Ninja Sex Party. It is <laughs> one of my, It is a song that actually like really means a lot to me personally because it's about. Um, th- Ninja Sex Poverty is a very niche band, uh, But it's about somebody in their mid thirties talking to their younger self, and there's a line in it that says, um, "Um, I'm still a nerdy kid inside, but now I finally found my tribe." Um, mm-hmm. and that's how I feel like as an adult. So, like, I've I've never sung the song, but it's it's the one I'm looking out for. Um, lightning round for everybody. What's y'all's favorite Ghibli movie?
2: And this is from the Kraken on
1: Thank you, the uh, Kraken. Discord.
3: Mm-hmm. Okay, so this is kind of going out of bounds with the question a little bit, but it's Miyazaki's directorial debut, Lupin the Third, Castle of Cagliostro, which it. has the single best car chase scene in all of cinema. And no one can convince me otherwise. Um, so yeah.
2: Princess Mononoke.
3: This is oh, not a visual media,
4: so yeah, is, I am holding up a hoodie that says Howl's Moving Castle on
1: it. See... I'm with both of you. It depends if I want to watch an action or a romance because Mononoke and Hal are my two favorite for completely different reasons. And But the twist in the original Hal book is yeah, one of yeah. the biggest twists that Hal is actually from our world, which blew yeah. my fucking mind.
3: Also, <laughs> he's Welsh, though. like Yeah, he's Welsh. Can we really say he's, <laughs> no,
1: he's
4: from of this world?
3: I <laughs> do
1: also have the
4: original House Moving book with me, too.
1: I am going to give myself negative five points, though, for not giving one answer, but two. Charles, name ten women in Star Wars.
2: Christ. Okay, Leia Organa, Padme Amidala, Shmi Skywalker, Amalyn Holdo, Rey, Mon Mothma, uh, Ziri Albaran, Avar Chris, Ty Yorick, Keeve A uh, uh, Bonus, Zine, Mor- Zine Morala, Lula Talasola. Uh, if we're going to movie... Actually, Ahsoka Tano as well, if we're going into shows. Harrison Indula, Sabine Wren, uh, who else?
1: You're losing points because you have mentioned no one from Resistance so far.
2: <laughs> that is true. <laughs> that is true. Um, yeah.
1: But I will give you bonus points for still going, so.
2: Yeah, I, I gave an extra five because women are in Star Wars, um... And that's a thing.
1: Jess, best Star Wars gay? Oh no. There's so many.
4: <laughs> <laughs> in the High Republic. <laughs> um, fuck. <laughs> I am just like, I could go with so many different answers here. Oh. Uh, yeah, and gay people do exist in Star Wars. If you don't think they do, then you're. You,
1: Why the fuck are you listening to the show? Yeah. How yeah, did you yeah, make yeah, how it, did it
4: this you get far? Here?
2: Right? <laughs> I'm sure you were very confused when I mentioned Kit Rep earlier.
4: <laughs> um what was my I'm like thinking of everyone I could answer and then my brain is just like go
3: Vitis. Hell yeah! <laughs> I'm, just
1: you like, get bonus points.
4: <laughs> I'm just like out of everyone I could pick, my the one that came to the forefront was just <laughs> He ran out of the woods to whisper that into my to into my ear. <laughs>
1: Where Colton. is he? Where is he? I need to know. I need to know. Where is my best boy? I love him. Um, Colton, what's your favorite body of water? Uh,
3: the Europa Ocean. The Europa Under-Ice Ocean.
1: You know, I, I don't... That was a very good answer. That was a very you answer. I'm going to give you 20 points. <laughs> that was a very, very you answer. Um, for me, a uh, question. Uh, what is my favorite uh, uh, pizza? Um... I'm, I'm a chaos person. I do love ham and pineapple. Um, yeah. I am a chaos person, but nobody in my family ever eats it, so I never get it. Um, I'm going to give myself five whole points for that, because I can. This is my All job. Right. Hey, y'all, what's a hill you'll die on? It doesn't have to be a Star Wars hill. It's just a hill. Just go out and die on a yeah, hill. Yeah,
3: okay. Um, Literally any hill. Little, <laughs> I will, will <laughs> us go walk out on a hill right now. <laughs> yes,
1: yes. Like,
3: uh, if someone takes a position, my brain is just wired to like all right, I'm going to automatically die on the opposing hill. Oh my god. <laughs> like, like, I will, it, it, it's part of being a speech and debate kid, right? Where I was trained to literally argue any position at any moment. Tell me but, why like,
1: Loden great storm is great and you get bonus points.
3: Oh, because he is an exemplar, exemplary member of the Jedi uh order. He uh is a great master, and he does what he needs to do as part of being a Jedi. Um,
1: I was looking for he's a sexy dolph, but I'll take it. Also,
3: that yes, <laughs> I'll give yes, you plus five. Is... <laughs>
1: <laughs> Name a hill you'll die on, Colton. Go.
3: Oh, uh, that um, Warhammer is moving out of satire and just being fascist apology, apologia, and uh, that needs to stop.
1: I'll take it. Um, I
2: can confirm Colton is correct. For people who maybe don't know Warhammer as
1: well, Colton is correct. Jess, die on the hill. Uh, the hill that I would
4: die on is that... Uh... <laughs> Yeah, you said it doesn't have to be Star Wars related, so um, My Hill is actually related to the other uh, fandom that takes up 90% of my brain space, which is the Persona fandom, and that the Persona fandom are a bunch of (laughs) elitists who are like, oh, if you didn't play the original Persona games, then... You're not a real Persona fan. If you only got into Persona because of Persona 5, then you're not a real Persona fan. And I'm just like, shut the fuck up. If you like a Persona game, you're a Persona fan.
2: Hey, Jess, for bonus points, what's a character from Persona that everybody's wrong about that you're right about?
4: Um, the character that I'm right about <laughs> and that people are wrong about is Goro Ketchi, who I have a shrine dedicated <laughs> to behind me right now. Um, he, was, uh, he is my, uh, my baby boy. He is the character I can. He <laughs> is my everything. Uh, if I talked about Goro Ketchi any more than I do in my brain all the time, um, I think I would forget to eat or drink <laughs> and I would pass away. So I'm going to stop because if I go on a tangent about him, it will be a problem. <laughs>
1: I'm going to take away three points because I don't know what the fuck you're talking about. Charles, (laughs) die on a hill. (laughs) The hill that that, I am prepared... That's the first time Jess has lost points, just saying.
2: The hill that I am prepared to die on at all times is that the chancellorship of Mon Mothma's liberal policies, while... Yeah, maybe not going as far... In fact, maybe not even maybe. Not going as far as they should have to prosecute imperial criminals as well as ensure that the First Order and other fascist organizations were not able to rise out of the ashes were both completely understandable policies in the context of galactic history because none of them read the scripts for the sequels and didn't know that that (laughs) was coming. But also, if you consider Mon Mothma as a character having to live through the Clone Wars and the entire galactic civil war turning around and saying I don't want more fucking war can we be done with fucking war please we're going to try to make sure that this is not happening and also that we don't turn into the empire is a perfectly logical and reasonable thing for the character to do that it is she did not cause the first order she was not a weak chancellor she knew exactly what she was doing and she could not have anticipated all of the other factors 30 fucking years down the line that were going to lead to the sequels happening mon mothma was good at her job you can disagree with her policies and i do but she was good at her job and her policies made sense for the character and we badly need more about her written by women in the new republic era to dive into why this was choices that these characters made Basically, the hill I'm prepared to die on is defending Mon Mothma at all times for everything.
1: I dig it. I dig it. Uh, Mine is is that uh, animation is one of the most important mediums, and we actually wouldn't have most current mediums today if not for the progression of animation. And you can talk to uh, Steven Spielberg about his thoughts about that, too, because he believes that every live-action director should direct At least an animation movie at least once, because animators have to think about things in the 360, and live-action directors do not. If you have something tumbling down a hill, you have to think about every angle of it. That is mine. I don't know how many points you want to give me for that. Um,
3: 23.
1: 23? I won that round, then. (laughs) Thanks, Colton. Um, Happy to help. We are now going to go into a lightning round. Okay. Hesitation will make you lose points. Okay. You ready? no (laughs) (laughs) well we'll start with you then what's a weird smell that you really like
2: uh the smell of coffee
4: that's not weird i
2: don't know it's a lightning. i
4: have one uh
1: me jess uh i like the smell
4: of uh wet pavement
1: hell yeah i like the smell of tires
2: i actually (laughs) am nostalgic i am nostalgic for the smell of a
3: paper mill
1: okay you got your points back colton Yes. Same uh, question.
3: Petrichor. <laughs> petrichor. Okay. Which is the same.
1: Hell yeah, that's a good one. And you get a bonus point for actually using the word Petrichor. Um, uh, Colton, favorite color?
4: Blue.
1: Jess, favorite flower? An aster. Col- uh, uh, Char- What's your fucking is your name? Charles. Uh, <laughs> half empty or half full?
2: I could not hear the question.
1: Half empty or half full?
2: Uh, generally try to be half full.
1: Um, Colton, worst food of all time?
3: Sauerkraut. <laughs> I was raised, my family is German, so we made sauerkraut every summer, and the massive crocs of rotting cabbage were always put right next to my room, Ugh. so... You know
1: what, I'll give that to you, that's valid. Yeah. Uh, yeah. breast. Breast. <laughs> <laughs> I was looking at the word breakfast, and just... <laughs> What is your go-to breakfast order, Jess? I like
4: pancakes and bacon with medium, what medium well eggs or no over medium eggs. I was just like, what is the word I'm looking for? Medium over medium eggs.
1: I am losing my goddamn mind over here. Uh, 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 uh. uh hey, um, I keep forgetting your name, Charles. I'm so sorry. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Charles, uh, do you read your horoscope? Uh,
2: sometimes for fun, but never take it seriously
1: um, Hey, Colton What impresses yeah. you the most?
3: Uh, technical skill
1: Jess, what gives you ick?
3: With the word girth
1: <laughs> <laughs>
4: <laughs> I hate when anyone uses that word I, uh, It like, actually makes my skin crawl <laughs> Hope is like dying. We broke
2: hope. Just gets extra points for breaking hope. I agree.
3: (laughs) Oh my Jesus Christ! (laughs) Oh my
1: God! You get. 500 points for that. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh the Jesus immediacy Christ. of the answer. The immediacy of the Cause
2: answer.
4: It's funny because <laughs> I, I actually had a conversation with my coworker like, this morning. Uh, when Because uh, I used the word moist because someone gave me a moist $100 bill to pay for stuff. And I was, like, disgusting. And he's like, I hate the word moist. And I was like, I hate the word girth. And he's just like, what the hell?
1: <laughs> so, uh... When you work in a mall, you make friends with the stores around you, right? And the guy who worked in the suit store next to us um, really hated the words moist panties. And my manager, <laughs> being the dick that he was, got some wet panties uh, by, like, running them under a sink and gave them to him because Aww. he was a dick. And Sam came in and threw wet panties at me thinking it was my doing. So I was assaulted with wet panties at my comic book store. It was great. Um Oh, anyway, where are we?
3: <laughs> I don't even know.
1: Uh, Colton, favorite class in school at so and so school. Uh,
3: uh, uh, like college or high school? Doesn't, doesn't matter. matter. Hesitation. Oh, uh, okay, I took a really interesting um, Russian uh, literature class uh, last semester that was very fun. Um, it, talking about like folklore of like Slavic um, areas, uh, which was cool. Uh, I there was a um a really interesting English class I took about science fiction, so I think that one.
1: Charles, favorite <laughs> thing about yourself?
2: Uh, writing ability.
1: Jazz, favorite soda? Sprite. I'm uh, Sorry, I was laughing at this question because it was just like, are you an owl? And I was like, what the fuck is this <laughs> <What> question? <laughs> are you an owl, Hope? This is a question for you. Uh, I play uh, a bird, so that's about as close as I'm going to get. Um <laughs> Oh. There, there. I, I, I have a big like random question generator, and there was one in here. It was like for your work colleagues, and I was like, "What was your earliest traumatic experience?" I was like, "I don't want to know that about my work colleagues. Thank you very much." <laughs> uh, hey, Colton, do you speak any other languages?
3: No. Uh, uh, I did speak Klingon, but I—it's no longer in here, and elfish, kind of. I was a <laughs> in high school.
1: I'll take those. Uh, Charles, uh, have Kling you ever made up a dance? Darn.
3: Quinnier or Sindarin? Uh, Sindarin. Okay.
1: Nerds. <laughs> Charles, have you ever made up a dance?
2: Uh, not in the sense of doing it on purpose. However, my dancing is bad, and we're going to leave it at that.
1: <laughs> uh, I will one time in person show you the dance that me and my friend made up called The like Glass, because I, too, am a nerd. Um, Jess, favorite color? Lavender. Jess, favorite role model?
4: Favorite role model?
1: Yeah. Oh, God, I've never thought about that. Uh, so I, I I, don't have one then. <laughs> Charles, best season.
2: Of what? Uh,
1: outside.
2: <laughs> uh, I live in California, so we don't really have them anymore. However, when I lived in Georgia and Illinois, places that do actually have seasons, my favorite was
3: fall.
1: All right. Last round. Ready? Colton, rainy days. How do you
3: like to spend Amazing. them? Amazing. Oh, uh, like, anyway, I just, I love rainy days. I'm happy to, like, go outside if it's warm, stay inside, read. I mean, I stay inside and read in pretty much all weather, so (laughs) that's kind of a cop-out answer.
1: Charles, karma, yes or no?
3: Uh,
2: to an extent, yes.
1: And finally, Jess, how would you spend a million dollars?
4: Oh, God. One, I'd pay off my debt. Two, I'd... (laughs) Uh, probably get a fun house to, uh, like, share with my my friends, or at least invite people over and be like, hey, let's have a fun time. Maybe I'd also... No. No, I wouldn't do that, actually. No, I'm gonna... (laughs) The thing I was about to say, but I I was gonna say something, and I was like, no, actually, I wouldn't do that. But yeah, I definitely would pay off my debt. I'd buy myself a house. Um... Invite my friends to live with me. They don't have to if they don't want to. Uh, I also buy a bunch of stuff I've always wanted. (laughs) A bunch of merch I've always wanted because I'm a big fucking nerd. So my house would be filled with a bunch of anime and Star Wars shit.
1: I approve. All right. So the last question that we're going to do, and this is for everybody while I am totaling up points to see who won, but I'm pretty sure it's Jess who just got 500 <laughs> points for killing me. Um, um, the last question is, say one, we are missing Chris and we are missing Robin and we sorely miss them. And I wish we, they were here with us. Um, each person say one nice thing about our missing co-podcasters while I total stuff up.
3: Let's go first. Uh, I can. Um, Robin is a fantastic voice actor, and I'm very excited uh, to see what they get up to next, even if it's not in the um, voice acting, because I'm sure they're going to do wonderful um, whatever they choose. And uh, Chris is a fantastic uh, GM, and I'm so uh, happy to be in a game with him.
2: Uh. I'll go. I'll, I'll go next. Uh, the amount of just pathos and, and just sheer emotion that Robin is able to get into the character of Zero is nothing short of mind-blowing to me. That this is a character who is very, very, very difficult to voice because the character is such an enigma and someone who it would be very easy for them to just come off as a flat character and a lot of the personality of the character comes through not with the words necessarily that Robin says, although they are very excellent words, but through the tones and inflections and just the timing. Robin's comic timing is fucking incredible. Uh, it is unbelievably good. And it, it makes me laugh constantly. I have to say a nice thing about Chris. Oh, <laughs> fuck. um, You really do. hmm Chris is a very, very good cook. <laughs> no, no, here's the thing, right? Here's the thing. Because I have been hunting for proper Southern food since I moved to California. And it has happened twice that I have sat down to a meal and I was like, this is Southern food. This is it. One of them is at the restaurant at Knott's Berry Farm. <laughs> and the other is when I went over to Chris's place for a meal. These are the two times that I was like, yeah, this is cooking. This is how you do it. Also, Chris is just a really cool person and a very good DM, and it is an honor to do this show with them. But also, that casserole was fantastic.
4: <laughs> <laughs> um, well, for Robin, Robin is definitely like, yeah, a, a really fun person that I've gotten to know. I'm pretty sure they're the one who recommended that I join your guys' little podcast which so I think I'm pretty sure they that. were yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> um yeah there's something about the way Robin plays zero that like Charles was saying is just chef's kiss there because like yeah you don't Robin doesn't really have a backstory for zero, so they're just kind of going with like <laughs> with what's happening in the moment, so I think that's really impressive and then yeah, Robin has been very helpful to me as someone who also ha- has an interest in voice acting, so I appreciate them and then, as for Chris, <laughs> oh. <laughs> I know it's
2: very hard to say nice things about Chris
4: No, I shouldn't have a hard time Because I'm not like you (laughs) God, I hope not No, Chris Yeah, is a very good GM DM, whatever you want to refer To them as He Has I love his editing of all the episodes, honestly Adding like the, like, background noises, like, w- the story that's going on with Vlad that we're, like, who the fuck is <laughs> Obsidian's master? <laughs> Everything that Chris has done so far for the podcast has been really good. So, thank you, Chris. And also, yeah, thank you for letting me be part of this podcast. Because, <laughs> yeah, I know Robin suggested it, but then, yeah, Chris is the one that was just like, hey... i'm I'm reaching out to you do you want to join this podcast which i was like what i've never really spoken to any of you
1: before but yeah okay um so as for me uh robin you're one of my favorite people in the entire galaxy plain and simple like uh i i adore you i love your takes on animation i love talking with you um you and I don't tell you that enough. I don't tell actually. I don't tell any of you guys enough. Like you're some of my favorite people in the entire galaxy, plain and simple. Um, and I am just so proud of everything you've done, Robin. And I look up to you and admire you so much. And as for Chris, there is no flat without Chris. You know, he edits. He puts us together. He gets the sounds. Like he is running most of the social media. Like there is no flat without Chris. And his hard work and dedication to this show is why there is a show. And we cannot say that enough. So thank you guys. And we missed you very much. All right. Do you all want to know who won? And I cannot yes. believe half of this.
3: Yes. Um, yes, I do.
1: I lost with 202 points. <laughs> Somehow Colton and Charles tied.
2: <laughs> yeah, this seems, this seems accurate.
1: Um and I don't know how they tied, but 290. And then Chris, uh, uh, uh <laughs> Chris. No, 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 no. I'm sorry, sorry. Jonathan Harker uh, actually got 20 points, so we had to like give a shout out to Jonathan Harker. Good,
2: good for him. He's currently asleep.
1: Yes. Nice. But all um. Know when he wakes up. And Jess, you won because of you Ooh. killing me at the end there. With 800, and I don't can't read my number, so this is either 42 or 72, but regardless, you had over 800 points. We did <laughs> it. Ooh. Thanks I to think that,
3: <laughs> I think that means Jess would have won regardless, even without the 500 points. Right? I know. Yeah. I also
1: was doing that mental math. I don't know how you and Colton both tied with the amount of points I was taking away from Charles throughout the game. But, you know, thanks for playing my game, everybody. I hope you enjoyed Random Flat. If you want to hear more about this, uh, or if you want to hear more of us just dissecting and breaking down sessions, I think that could be fun. Let us know. Join our Discord. Hey, check out our Twitter. It's uh, for Light and Dice. And also, thank you all for joining me on my chaotic adventure. Thank you for going on this trip with me. It actually meant a lot. Thank you so much.
2: Yeah. You can also find Hope on J Guys and Jedi, a now bi-weekly well uh animation slash live action tv podcast you can find jess on helps pod race a queer star wars podcast that just returned yeah you can find me on gold squadron gaze obviously because that's the thing that i do uh and you can find colton in between the pages of your local library book. You can find no. their essence there. No!
1: Fuck you! <laughs> well, also, you can find yes. Colton as part of Nerdsmith and every Tuesday night play- painting miniatures on Paint of Heart, which is so much fun. And all of those, like, yeah. little uh, ornaments I cross-stitched and embroidered for you, it was during Colton's show.
3: Oh, slick. Yeah, it's it's a, it's a fun little fun little time where... There
2: we go. Colton gets to join the ranks of the people with pluggables.
3: Yeah. I, <laughs> I, well, um... Yeah, so just come over to Nerdsmith and watch. We have a variety of things. We're doing a Vampire the Masquerade game um, next month. Um, By the time this episode comes out, it'll be next month, um, February, uh, which will be very fun. Um, And then we'll have more stuff after. So, yeah.
1: Well, thank you all for coming and joining us for this. I know it's. I I know, like, we all want to play just as much as well. And, like, we can't wait for the next session, too. But until then i was about to say our geeky waffle ec- 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 outro whatever the fuck it's called bye guys
3: bye. <laughs> bye. Goodbye. Bye.
0: and if you haven't done so already please subscribe to our podcast via your favorite podcast platform of choice leave a review tell your friends about us because we would certainly have love to have more listeners listen to our crazy chaotic show uh if you like the music that is played on the show uh, definitely check out the composer Grushkov. They have created a lot of really amazing music inspired by the High Republic and other things. Would we'll definitely check them out. You can find them on YouTube, Spotify, and pretty much anywhere you can buy music. Uh, and that's pretty much it, y'all. Hope you enjoy these behind-the-scenes episodes. We'll be coming up with some new story, new content very soon. The session is uh, very close now. The excitement is... Uh, increasing. I cannot wait, y'all. Anyway, thank you for listening, and may the Force be with you.